week before Thanksgiving, and some of us are very thankful, but other us, uh, others of us are very fearful, and I'm one of those uh, for the future for four years and uh, what is coming uh, with President-elect Donald Trump, and even more so with the people he has in place, like Vice President Mike Pence, very religious guy, done some things that don't sit well with many of us in his state of Indiana. But now these people will have complete control with the majority in the House, in the Senate, and in the White House over our nation. Senate Democrats are urging their Republican colleagues to dump something very controversial. It is a religious liberty provision, and they have drafted a version of the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, And again, there's another example of adding something like they added defunding of Planned Parenthood to the Zika virus uh, legislation funding for that. And this is funding for our national defense, which we need. We need them to have that funding. We need them to have that money to be their best and to have the best equipment that money can buy. But once again, Republicans have, and I know Democrats have in the past, but Republicans have been doing it more and more and more as of late, add something That appeals to the evangelical community, which Mike Pence is a huge part of. Now, this religious liberty provision is very dangerous, in my opinion. First of all, we practice, although it's not part of the Constitution, we practice the policy of separation of church and state. And this alone violates that. This would be an amendment to a defense policy bill, a religious liberty amendment. And just like we saw in the state of Indiana, although this would be on a 50-state level, this bill with this religious liberty provision could open the floodgates to widespread discrimination in employment based on religion, gender, and sexual orientation. So Donald Trump may say he doesn't want to undo gay marriage, but he didn't talk about this. The NDAA is a must-pass bill. What it does is authorizes defense spending for the entire fiscal year that's coming. The controversial Russell Amendment was proposed by Steve Russell. He's a congressman, a Republican, big surprise, from Oklahoma. It would expand religious exemptions for any employer that is a federal contractor, subcontractor, recipient of a federal grant, or participant in a federal purchase order. So in other words, they could say, I'm not going to hire you because it's against my religion. I'm not going to serve you because you're not of my religion. This is beyond a slippery slope. The amendment was added to the House version of the NDAA in the middle of the night, and anything done like that, in my opinion, is nasty and smells. It passed through the House without a hearing, more smell, and however the amendment was not included in the Senate versions of the bill, negotiations between the heads of the Armed Services Committee that include Republican Uh, John McCain from Arizona, on whether or not to accept the amendment into the Senate version of the NDAA will most likely continue entirely through this what's called the lame duck period of Congress. Now, in a letter addressed to the House and Senate Armed Services Committees, members of Congress, led by Democratic Senator Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut, urged the committees to exclude the amendment. This is known as Section 1094 of the NDAA, saying it would essentially sanction federally funded religious discrimination. And that contradicts the First Amendment. The First Amendment prohibits religious exemptions like this that will result in harm to others. The letter was signed by 42 Democratic senators, including Tim Kaine, 
who would have been our VP had Hillary Clinton won. Senator Blumenthal told reporters in a conference call yesterday, quote, two days ago, excuse me, Tuesday, clearly it's an issue that has reached negotiators, and what we're doing here is sounding an alarm about how strongly and widely held the belief is that this measure should be removed. He added that he has never voted against an NDAA and is very hopeful he won't have to vote against it this time. But if the Russell Amendment ends up being in that final bill, uh, version of the bill that goes to the Senate floor, Senate Blumenthal left open the possibility of a filibuster. He said, quote, we will have to consider all options. If passed, the Russell Amendment could put the livelihood of Americans millions at risk. That's according to Sejal Singh at the Center of American Progress, who said, quote, on NBC, this would jeopardize protections for over 28 million people. Put it in better perspective. One in five employees, one-fifth of that workforce. Now, she said she believes the amendment was introduced as a way to counteract President Obama's executive orders prohibiting workplace discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender expression. She said, we believe that this is a part of a wave of backlash against progress in LGBT and women's rights. David Stacey, the government affairs director for the Human Rights Campaign, pointed out the explicit danger in this amendment and the danger that it could explicitly pose for the LGBTQ employees. Listen, quote, this amendment would give legal grounds for an employer to prevent a gay man from having their husband added to their health insurance beyond steps back here. Trans people could be fired from their job upon announcing their intent to transition the bill was never fully vetted by the House as it was passed at night without a hearing. And Stacy explained, we would think that folks in the majority would know, as was the case in North Carolina, Indiana, and Mississippi, this is not how to pass a controversial bill. Now, remember, North Carolina had HB2. And remember that Mike Pence himself backpedaled in Indiana. Why? What do we see happen in North Carolina and Indiana? Economic problems. And you're talking about this on a national level. By the way, a majority of Americans support the legislation that protects the LGBTQ from discrimination. Now, I know some people may say, well, polls, can you believe them? But maybe not in the presidential world. But mostly, I think the polls have been accurate in other areas. The polls have shown 71% of Americans, that, that, that's off the charts, are in favor of such protections and of such legislation to protect. The controversial amendment was submitted to protect religious liberty. 73% of Catholics, 72% of mainland Protestants, and 63% of white evangelical Protestants also support protective legislation. So in other words, those with religion support the LGBTQ, women, others, the right to be protected. Opponents of equality know that their constituents don't support the legislation. Legislation that authorizes using your money and mine, America, taxpayer money, to discriminate. That's unconstitutional. And they know that their arguments for such legislation would not stand. And that's why it's discussed in backdoor meetings that are nearly secret and passed without a hearing in the middle of the night. It's sneaky because it's wrong. It's immoral and unconstitutional, in my opinion. Now, some, like NARAL, pro-trace America president Elise Hogue, believe the Russell Amendment's introduction is a result of our political climate. She said, quote, I find it interesting that this conversation is happening now during this election season. It rings hollow to me when members of the GOP are now attempting to distance themselves from Trump and his rhetoric when they are demonstrating the same worldview when they attach this language to a bill. 
Now, back in May this past spring, Congressman Sean Patrick Maloney introduced an amendment that would have stopped federal contractors from receiving government work if they discriminated against LGBTQ employees. The amendment struck down after GOP legislators convinced Republican congressmen to switch their votes in backdoor meetings held while that vote was put on hold. Now the amendment in the nation's defense spending bill, well, they're in limbo. The White House already warned that they would veto the NDAA should the amendment be included. And when asked about negotiations on the NDAA, Senator McCain said, I think it's pretty obvious that we're going to have to go to lame duck, meaning that the amendment's future will most likely be decided after the election. Well, we're there, aren't we? We are there. So let me ask you some questions here. Because, you know, this isn't even about, in my opinion, Democrat or Republican. The majority of Americans are more liberal on many issues, such as gay marriage, even the president-elect himself. So why would we discriminate against lesbians, gays, transsexuals, bisexuals, transgender individuals, or anybody else? And this, again, is a slippery slope. Somebody might say, I'm a born-again Christian, and I don't approve of your lifestyle, so I'm not going to let you work for me. I'm going to fire you. And then it could go further. I can see you're wearing a hijab. I'm a Christian. I don't believe in your religion. I can see you're wearing a yarmulke. I'm a Christian. You're a Jew. You, 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 know, you don't believe in my Savior. I mean, this is a slippery slope. So let me ask you some questions. One, Pence is peddling the same religious liberty legislation that he had to back off of in his own state of Indiana. Why? Because it would hurt the economy so bad in just one of the 50 states. Now, if it would hurt one state's economy, what the heck do you think it's going to do on a national a national level 50 states? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Would this legislation continue to fan the flames of hatred that we're seeing across our nation? 888-6-LESLIE. And was that fear that make America great again was about making America white and straight and Christian again? Perhaps not just a fear, but a reality? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Like I said, polls show 71% of Americans are in favor of protecting the LGBTQ rights. 73% of Catholics, 72% of mainline Protestants, 63% of white evangelicals even support protective legislation. So if this is how the majority of Americans feel, uh, is the GOP completely ignoring the will of the people yet again? And would that be, in your opinion, abuse of power? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, opponents of equality, they know their constituents don't want such a support legislation that authorizes using tax dollars to discriminate against anybody. So why do these old white guys in Congress still try to put forward discriminatory laws on a federal level when our military needs this funding? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Why don't Republicans care about people's rights? And why do Republicans give a crap who you love? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Would this religious liberty provision open the floodgates to widespread employment discrimination based on not just sexual orientation, but religion and gender as well? Because it could jeopardize protections for over 28 million people, one in five employees who are under federal contract. Is this just opening the floodgates to discrimination and you and I have to pay for it? Or do we? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. As a whole, do you think our country is moving in a more progressive or conservative direction going forward? 
888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Ten years from now, where do you think we're going to be? Where do you think we're going to be with regard to LGBT and women's rights? Have we just moved back in time? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. If you were an employer, maybe you are an employer, would an employee, be honest with me, you're an employer, would an employee's sexual orientation or gender identification does it matter to you? If they were the best person for the job, why should it? But does it? Does it matter to you? Be very honest with me. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Now, if passed, will this bill face the same backlash that we saw in North Carolina with HB2, that we saw in Indiana with their legislation, and on a national level, are we talking huge job loss if they go forward with this. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And lastly, what will government look like after millennials rise to power? What will the nation look like? Will be there'll be less racism, less hate, more acceptance? I say they won't be anything if they don't get their asses out and vote. I'm Leslie Marshall. Pick up the phone and join us. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543 is the number. Call me. We'll be back right after this. We are back. Let's get to the calls. I'm Leslie Marshall talking about religious liberty added to a national defense funding piece of legislation done in the middle of the night and without hearings. A big surprise. Let's go to the calls. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. We started out with Jim in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Line 2, listening on KABQ Radio. Hi, Jim. Happy Thursday. Hey, yeah, happy Thursday to you. This great show. Hey, this is kind of funny. Uh, you know, Hillary uh, wanted to do this uh, trading, you know, and uh, they kind of passed that in the middle of the night, too. So let's not do the pass in the middle of the night thing for anybody. Uh, it's kind of scary, this uh, racism, division stuff. You know, it's pretty scary, all the Christians. You know what? Christians are not generally horrible people. So what you're saying is basically Barbara Streisand. I hate to say that, but that's really where it's at because you're not telling the truth. I'm not, I'm, not te- I'm, not tell- I'm not telling the truth. So over 400 hate crimes that have been committed okay. since the election that have been verified by law enforcement. So you're calling me. You're calling the Anti-Defamation League. You're calling the Southern Poverty Law Center. You're calling the police uh, throughout this country on both a state, local, uh, a, a state, local, and national level, federal level uh, liars. So thank you, thank you for that. That is true. That is true. That that legislation was put forth without hearing uh, in the middle of the night. It was sneaky because it has nothing to do with our defense and money for defense. And they've done this before when they tried to defund Planned Parenthood and held the Zika virus funding hostage. And they're doing it again. Big surprise. Thank you for your call. But no, we're not lying. We're telling the truth. You may not like one's opinion, but no, we're not giving lies here. Uh, Let's go to uh, Michael in the Bronx, line three. Michael, thank you for joining us. Hi, Leslie. Thanks for um, taking me. You know, I want to go through this logically and legally. And the logic is that how do you know if someone is gay or not? And the answer is, uh, unless they say so, you don't. You can have one person that's dressed in colorful attire and be very mild-mannered, but it's that straight as a pin, but then you could also have somebody that's dressed in a suit and tie walking in Wall, working in Wall Street or the biggest tough guy in the city, and he is as gay as a bowl of fruit, if you want to use my, if you want to use that example. 
But then people will rush to judgment saying the guy is just so colorful and so mild man, he must be gay. But the tough guy or the suited guy is as straight as a pin. Uh-uh, that is absolutely wrong. And then legally speaking, the law is quite clear. You cannot discriminate on the basis of race, on the basis of um, color, um, skin color, religious background, um, gender background. You know, as long as the person is abiding by the law and is fit for the job, you cannot discriminate or say no to that person. And you're right, Leslie. This is a slippery slope because as... You well know, since we have met, and reminding everybody, I'm African-American. I am Catholic. I am married, so, of course, I'm heterosexual. This kind of legislation opens up a slippery slope because... It does. It is this can of worms, slippery slope. Ready? Hold on, Michael. I'll let you finish yeah. on the other side of this break. We'll be back right after this. In, a cer- in certain respects, there is. Do you notice how, by the way, that guy that called before Michael, who we're going back to in just a moment here, he talked about Hillary. They can't let it go. Oh, by the way, I tweeted today. Do you remember I said if she was not elected? I remember I think I said if she were to drop dead tonight or not be elected, that's what I said uh, months ago. You would not hear Benghazi. You would not hear emails. You would not hear the Clinton Foundation. And you would not hear from WikiLeaks. And I am right. Check your Twitter. Uh, check your feed. Uh, let's go back to the calls, and we go to Michael uh, in the Bronx. Michael, go ahead, finish up. Thanks so much, Leslie. As I was stating that this is a slippery slope because I have reminded you, well, you know, and I reminded everybody that yes, I'm African American. Yes, I am Catholic, and I'm heterosexual. All right. If I had gone to some place to apply for a job or to audition with this kind of legislation, they wouldn't turn away, turn me away, and say. You're gay, and we cannot have you. But in reality, they're turning me away because of my skin color. So this is going to open up another, a whole range of reasons to discriminate, but they use the LGBT thing as well, a cover-up. It's, it's, it's interesting you say that, because what if a man is very effeminate and is not gay, or what if a woman is, uh, uh, you exactly. know, uh, somebody's like, oh, yeah, she's got to be a lesbian, you know, because she's dressed like one of the indigo girls so, or something, and, and you just can't judge a book by its cover. Good point, so Michael. Ev- everybody got to understand something, that all in all, in summary, this whole thing is unlawful, unconstitutional, immoral, unethical, un-American, and for all you Trump Pence people out there, hear me out, un-Christian. It's not Christian, that would be true. Um, And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons I'm no longer a Christian. Uh, Thank you for the call. Uh, Let's continue with the calls, and we go to John in Minnesota, Line 5, listening on iHeartRadio. Hi, John, good afternoon. Hello, Leslie, thank you for having me on today. Thank you for joining us. Leslie, I wanted to make an observation about this uh, annotation to the bill. If Mike Pence could not force his sort of religious fundamentalism on his own deep red state, but is willing to sort of pursue that on the national level, doesn't that signal a paradigm shift in what 
the role of the federal government is. And in a lot of ways, isn't that even more scary than the content of this particular legislation? And what might that signal for four years of a Trump administration? Well, you know, a lot of people think make America great, great again meant make America white again, make America male again, make America straight again, make America Christian again. And I think this is an, an example of that. I don't understand why Mike Pence is signing on for something that in his own state he, he saw so economically destructive that he pushed back from something he supported. Um, what would it do on a national level? Maybe they feel if it's a national level, all 50 states, these companies won't have anywhere to go. Quite frankly, they could go overseas, which would definitely turn the idea that Trump's going to bring jobs back to America from foreign lands uh, you know, on its ass. Um, and your point is excellent, which is the scarier thought, because this is directly a violation of separation of church and state. And also that Republicans who are so pro-military would jeopardize our, our security to push forward their own religious beliefs and rhetoric. And, and another thing, evangelical Christians, although most people may say that they're Protestant in the United States, um, and, and that's changing, that dynamic is changing, uh, with Hispanics who are largely Catholic. However, um, most of those people are not evangelical Christians. Evangelical Christians make up a smaller percentage year after year, and certainly election cycle after election cycle, of the Republican Party. So I just don't understand again, like they did with the Tea Party, and they continue to with evangelicals bending over for this segment of the population. The evangelicals are not the richest, not the most powerful. They're not funding this campaign. Uh, I know Mike Pence is very religious. I just don't get it. And your, your point is excellent, because there's a bigger picture here and a bigger statement, and that's even more frightening. Leslie, thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Um, 8886-LESLIE, 8886-537543. Dean in Buffalo is on line one, listening to our stream via Spreaker, a division of iHeartRadio. Dean, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for taking my calls. Um, you know, I am one of those people who Governor Mike Pence um, chooses to be associated with, or so he thinks. I am a straight, white, devoutly Christian male. And I have to tell you, this is not religiously based at all. The Bible does not uh, condone this type of thing. The Bible says to love everybody and judge nobody. Um, this is grounds for impeachment. He's, um, uh, can you remind me if this is a, um, Trump administration idea or if this is a current Republicans? These are current Republicans, and Mike Pence is, um, apparently in on some of these meetings, and you know, this is legislation that he supported in his own state, and he is very uh, religious and does um, and admits that and talks about being part of the evangelical community. This is a bigoted idea. This isn't Christian. Um, as a Christian, I don't support this. Um, I think that people need to contact their um, Congress people and speak up against this. This is a very un-American, unpatriotic, illegal thing to do. 
I think this is something that could be put before the fourth, uh, put forth before the Supreme Court. Remember that um, even Scalia, on three separate um, issues, sided with the liberal members of the court when it was directly unconstitutional. Uh, my crew has uh, said there's a petition that you can sign, by the way, um, and uh, let me let me tell you about that. Uh, guys, we'll post that on our sites, right, um, as well, because uh, it's uh, there is a, p- a petition to tell Congress to remove the anti-LGBTQ Russell Amendment for the National Defense Authorization Act, um, and uh, I don't what do, what do I tell them? Go to act.credoaction.com forward slash what? Okay, thank you. Thank you, because you know computer-wise I'm an ignoramus. All right, let's continue with the calls, and we go to Jennifer in Albuquerque, Line 3, listening on KABQ Radio. Jennifer, good afternoon. Uh, hi, Leslie. Um, it's interesting. I was just calling about another petition. It has to do with the Supreme Court, and I just want people to be aware of it. It's called Appoint Garland Now, and parentheses, Senate has waived its rights. Um, it's already reached over 100,000, so I think that uh, uh, Washington has to respond to it. But I took the extra step this morning of calling my senators, who both happen to be Democrats, and just asking, why are we not seeing more opposition to what the Senate Republicans are doing to the Merrick Garland nomination. What was the response, by the way, when you called your local official? And thank you for taking the time to do that, because, you know, a lot of us can call radio shows, we can protest in the street, we certainly can tweet and FB all we want, um, but we, you know, we we got to get to the lawmakers uh, to make a difference, to, to change laws, to stop laws, or to sign, you know, uh, laws that are beneficial to the American people, to their constituents. So what was the response? Well, it was a very positive response. I called Senator Udall's office. They've informed me that he's on the Senate Rules Committee, and he actually is working on getting rules passed to prevent this from ever happening again, But uh, which doesn't help us right now. I talked to my other senator, which is Martin Heinrich, and his office, um, I told them about this petition. They were actually had not heard of it. They were excited to hear about it. But he encouraged me that if I know other people who feel like I do, to please have them call. Call your senators because it makes a difference. And so uh, that's part of the reason I'm calling your show today is to encourage anybody listening to please call your senators, call out the Republicans, because what they are doing with this nomination is unconstitutional. They're shirking, and the, the petition itself references a Washington Post article that suggests that Senator, um, that the Senate has basically, by not acting, has waived its right to consent to Obama's nomination and that Obama actually can just go ahead and appoint that his constitutional duty is separate and he has the constitutional right to appoint to the Supreme Court. But I feel like this is a fight that isn't over yet. We still have a couple months before Trump takes office, and so maybe it's something that we could win. I don't know. Or at least make it harder for him. <laughs> I just feel like they're getting a pass on what they're doing, and it's just not right. 
Thank you very much. And I want to point out as we uh, go into break here, um, please, uh, here are the numbers. To call your member of Congress, you can call the Capitol switchboard uh, in our nation's capital. That's 202-224-3121. And if you want to sign that position to uh, that petition, excuse me, to oppose hate, and to you know fund the fund the military fund, fund our national defense without adding anything you know we need clean bills we really do left or right uh, presented uh, tinyurl.com forward slash oppose hate is that link we'll be back right after this don't go away we are back i'm leslie marshall welcome welcome back is that in the song that beeping like a, a clock yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it I think. Is. I, think, I it think it is. Okay. Okay. I was like, okay. What's beeping? What's beeping in my head and my ears? I I need a vacation, right? Mark uh, chooses let... the bumper music. Okay. But yeah. I know. Let's blame it on Mark. Mark's not in the room. Let's blame it on Mark. He'll laugh. I did uh, it. He's right. You did it. It's all your fault, right? Yeah. Yep. It's no, on but me. Mark. Mark. Republicans can't blame Hillary anymore. I, I don't know what they're going to do for the next <sighs> four years. Should I just offer They'll you try. up as a sacrificial lamb? Just blame I... Marky Mark. I would do it. I actually, when in doubt, blame Marky Mark. If you want a little comedic relief, and who couldn't use him at this point, I was talking with a friend uh, on Facebook uh, who we went to college together, and uh, he said, who would have thought we'd be talking, you know, adult things, you know, 12 years later? And uh, he said, Rem- remember that? This is an awful story, and I'm going to sound like a total fall-down drunk, but I'll just be honest. He said, remember that one time you chugged a solo cup of Barton's Wait a minute, vodka? Mark. That's one of the reasons I hired you, but go ahead. That's right. If anybody's had Barton's vodka, it's like the most disgusting bottom-shelf vodka ever. And there's, there's a reason. And I'm, they will not be advertising with us anytime it is soon. True. But anyway. It is true. So, you know those, like the full size, not like the little ones, but the full size solo cups, the biggest ones you could buy. Yeah. Somebody challenged me about, you know, being able to drink a lot. And I, I came up with the bright idea of, oh, yeah, you can fill that up with, with this and I'll drink the whole thing. And by the way, would you remind folks who don't know and forget your size? Oh, yeah. I'm six foot four. And at the time, I was probably 220 or 30 pounds. So I did it. And uh, I stood there. I didn't barf or anything. And uh, as soon as the kid walked away, like two minutes later, I fell backwards on my butt right onto the top of a keg, which, as you know, how they're shaped do not feel very good. And the point of the story is. I've never is, seen one. No, yes, I'm, I'm sure. Is I said, we were talking about a Trump presidency. And I honestly said, I would do that. You know, as many times over as I had to, to, to make this go away. To forget. Yeah. yeah. And he said, maybe yeah. we'll sacrifice you. And I think he meant like, like, dr- like drink another cup of it. And I was yeah. like, I'll, I'll human sacrifice myself if I have to. to get yeah. I remember what my, my husband said, was it one or two days after the election? And he goes, God, you're, you're so depressed. What can I do? And I said, tell me this is not real and that I'm having a nightmare and then wake me up. Uh, but of course he can't do that. That That's cute. I and, wish. Uh, yeah. 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 I know we're responsible adults now and now, you know, we I have know. real stresses in life. I right? know. I said, I miss when I was a college kid and I was oblivious. <laughs> yeah. I really miss when the stress of my life was which party do I go to on yes, Friday? Exactly. exactly. I know you college kids, you don't know how good it is. You now we're sounding like old fogies. Let's yes. go to the calls. We go to Shane and Reno, uh, a listening on line four on KBZZ 1270 AM. 96.1 FM as well. Radio Shane, good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I don't know much about the bill, but here's what my view is. Okay. So I think that all people in the LGBTQ community should be treated equally by employers and the, and the LGBTQ. 
is how I can learn more about this pill and how I can influence whether or not to oppose or um, support the bill. Okay, well, I think that's a fair question. Shane, thank you. Thank you for your call. Let me uh, listen up. Um, the, there is a petition I had mentioned earlier that people can sign to fight this, and it, it will tell you um, there what that bill is about. Um, tinyurl.com forward slash oppose hate. You can also call your local congressional members to say you oppose this and also to find out more information. Uh, remember, they have a responsibility to you to tell you what they're voting on. And that, a member of Congress, just call the U.S. Capitol switchboard. The number is 202-224-3121, which, by the way, I think should be a toll-free number, don't you think? Our tax dollars, you know, should pay for us to be able to contact because uh, I think more people would contact if they uh, didn't have to pay for the call, right? Uh, let's go next to Reggie in Georgia, line one, listening on Spreaker, our stream on our website, a division of iHeartRadio. Uh, Reggie, good afternoon. Happy Thursday to you all. I would just like to know, right now, and I wonder, are the LGBT up in arms about this? Are they going to go out and protest about this bill to have it shut down and, uh, well, destroyed, you know, to have it, I can't imagine they would, uh, Reggie. I can't ima- Reggie. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Uh, the LGBTQ community is extremely politically active, uh, and and their numbers have grown, uh, and they've become more vocal, and um, they definitely uh, they they they're able to you know definitely uh, mobilize people and raise funds, and so I would imagine uh, that they're doing just that. Right, and I just hope that they're successful in their protest against having this bill rendered unconstitutional. I mean, these backdoor deals should be rendered unconstitutional and unlawful. What do you think, Leslie? I think it's unconstitutional, discrimination of any kind. And honestly, I think we need to expand the Civil Rights Amendment to include uh, women and uh, to include gender and sexual orientation, because the Civil Rights Amendment uh, does not uh, do that. Um, it protects, um, I think civil rights just protects uh, for race, right, right now? I believe um, it protects and, gender. And gender. Does it protect and, gender? I wasn't sure if it I protects I thought it gender. was gender and race, but I know for sure it does not at this point protect uh, someone based on their sexual orientation. Um, let's, uh, see who, who, uh, the civil, uh, civil rights act of 1964 and, and, um, if you add up the, um, and also with the Americans disabilities act and the age discrimination and employment act, um, all this federal, uh, discrimination legislation protects against race, religion, national origin, color, age, nationality, and disability status but not sexual orientation, and that needs to be changed. I think uh, I think most of us would agree on that. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's uh, continue. Do we have uh, more calls for us on this Thursday afternoon? Let me uh, go to some tweets. I did promise. Um, uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Am I supposed to go to all or mentions when I'm going to the tweets? What? Okay, go to mentions. Okay, sorry. See, 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 like I need to computer 101, right? Um uh, Don, when we asked um, if, you know, if it, it, do you think our country is moving, you know, in a more progressive or conservative direction? Uh, Don says Republicans are better at playing the game from the state legislators right up to the president. It's not a matter um, uh, of how of what's right or wrong. It's how you play the game. OK, Don, typical guy didn't answer the woman's question. Ha <laughs> uh, ha. Anyway, um, 
When we asked about progress or, or backward, uh, Bearski tweets, uh, soon it'll be going back to the 1950s, which, by the way, is a time that Donald Trump said America was great. And that's pre-civil rights, pre-Roe v. Wade. Think about it. Root Boy Slim says, I am one of the 73%, apparently. Government has no place in our bedrooms or the back seats of our cars. Hey, how you doing? I agree with you on that. John tweets, sounds like good enough reason for Electoral College to flip to Hillary to me. Uh, another Don says, politics has turned out to be such a waste of time for someone in my position. I'm watching reruns of American Pickers. Uh, Gampy tweets, absolutely not. I'm a small business owner with over 40 employees. The question really should be, why should it matter at all with regard to somebody's sexual orientation? I don't care. You know what? If you're a great employee and you're not hurting anybody, you're not breaking laws, I don't care who you're sleeping with. What toys you're using. None of my... TMI, you know what I mean? TMI. I'm Leslie. So Marky, Mark, and Andrew, quick, send me those those pictures. Anyway, I'm Leslie Marshall. Mark and Andrew, have a great, great uh, rest of the day, all of you. Marky, Mark, and Andrew, my great crew. Have a good one. I'm Leslie Marshall.